0: Welcome back, Roasties, to the podcast. Today's guest is a former uh, Melbourne Storm and new Sharks recruit, Nico Hines. Welcome, Nico. How are you, mate?
1: Good, thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: No, mate, thank you for uh, taking the time uh, out of your day and, and to jump on and have a chat and give the fans a bit of a, an inside into your, into your world the last couple of years. Um, how you been? It's obviously been a bit uh, hectic the last few months, um, You transition over to the Sharkies, but did you get some time to spend with family over Chrissy and New Year?
1: Yeah, it's been good. I've really enjoyed the, the transition. Um, yeah, it's a really good place to live here in Canola and I'm in a pretty grouse spot. So um, I'm enjoying it. And one of my best mates who I grew up with moved uh, down here with me. He's from the Central Coast. So uh, we've been living like we were young again back in the day when we used to grow up together. So it's pretty cool. But um, yeah, I got to see, uh, spend some time with friends and family over the past couple of weeks and over that period. So um, it's good that they're only down the road now. I can just drive uh, a couple of hours at on bad traffic to, to go see him and spend some time with my nieces. So it's been good.
0: Did you have any, like you you're one mate that, that's moved there and living with you now, did you have any sort of mates or family in the area, in the Shire, before you moved there?
1: No, nah, none, really. It's pretty um all new to me in the Shire. I've only really come here really as a junior to play against the Sharks in the junior reps are on 20s um, back in the day. So never really spent a, a quality amount of time here. But, um, you know, I really wish I did back in the day because it's a really nice area. Uh, obviously, I had a couple of the boys who I knew or played or, with or against at the Sharks that I knew, already knew here. But outside of footy, it's nah, no one. It's just me and my best mate now.
0: Nice, mate. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the the Shire in a sec, but I just want to jump into into last year and have a have a quick chat about it. Breakout year really for you last year, but you went from that bench player to in 2020 to getting your shot after Papinou's and unfortunately goes out with an injury. Tell us a bit bit about your year. How did you find it all?
1: Yeah, it was um pretty crazy year again. You know, we had to up and leave and come back, went back to Melbourne, up and leave again. Um, you know, and then at the start of the year, didn't know what my role would have been after the 2020 year. You know, having that, locking that bench position down and getting to the grand final team. Um, so, yeah, so going into 2021, didn't really know what the role was going to be again. Um, you know, unfortunately, Paps went down with a pretty serious injury. Um, we'd done his shoulder, I think, first, and then the head knock. so... You know, I got a really fair chunk of footy um, of playing fullback and, and being a main member in that team. And, um, you know, I really, really enjoyed it. And it was something that I've been striving to do for you know a very long time. And ever since I, I cracked first grade, it's something I really wanted to do. And it kind of made me realise that, um, you know, maybe I can have a, a really good career in the NRL and, and stamp my mark in this competition. And, um, yeah, I just rode the wave, really. It was We had a pretty successful year without going to win the grand final. Um, you know, winning nine in a row with, with that team we had it was pretty amazing effort. Um, you know, I just really enjoyed playing footy with those guys because they're a great uh, great bunch of lads and, um, you know, they're all my best mates. So, um, yeah, it was a really good year.
0: You talk, talk about that run last year we you equaled the most consecutive wins in the NRL and all the point-scoring records that seemed to sort of tumble every second week. Did you, as an individual and as in the team, did you feel that pressure? Like, because there was constant media talking about all These records and the and the consecutive wins, did you find that pressure?
1: Um, not really. Hey, eh? to be honest, like mid year when we went on the I don't know, it would have been eight, nine, ten, then going to 11, 12, 13 in a row, whatever it was. Like, I honestly didn't think about it. Um, if I'm brutally honest, like I knew that we could have done something special, but um, you know, everyone at the Melbourne Storm is very level headed, doesn't think too far ahead. The old cliche going one week at a time, and you know, Craig Bellamy's is really good at. Um, You know, not letting us get too far ahead of ourselves and really just worrying about what's going on next, whether it's the next training session, the next game, even the recovery session coming up. Like we just made sure that we kept our eyes very, very closely on our next target. And, um, you know, and if you do that and you train well, prepare well, then you're going to play good footy. And that's what we've done. We just wanted to make sure we we prepared as well as we could to to keep playing good footy and to keep winning footy games. And, um, you know, towards the back end when we were getting to, would have been, what, 16, 17 in a row. That's when we kind of started not talking about it, but it was kind of like a little thing. Like, oh, imagine if we get this, you know, like it, it was hard, really cool. hard to
0: avoid it at that stage. Oh, it is there. hard to avoid.
1: Everyone's, everyone's talking about it and it and it's, hasn't been done for X amount of years, like a long time. So, you know, well, then we did start chatting about it. And, um, you know, I don't think it was pressure, but you know, when we won the 19 and equaled it, um, you know, I think we really wanted to go for it. Um, and then, you know, I don't know what happened in that Parramatta game. They beat us to, to for us to win that, to go out on our own and to, to break the record. Um, yeah, maybe we did crumble under pressure. I don't know. It's it's hard to put a finger on what went wrong that game. But, um, you know, just just to equal that 19 is it's a pretty special feeling and, um, you know, it's something that we'll remember and be part of history forever. And it's, I'm glad that I got to, to be a part of that team because, like I said, they're all my best mates and it's a, something I'm really proud of being a part of that club and that team.
0: It's like... Um... You know, you start talking about a, a like a record like that during the year, it doesn't mean anything unless you you, you know you go on to win the premiership. So you know that's, that's why right. you, you don't talk about it too much. But it was just interesting because you know fans and obviously running running a page like mine, I, I see a lot of the fan chatter and stuff, and and it's constantly talked about. And I'm just like, I wonder if I wonder if these guys are talking about it at training, or It's just like Melbourne have been notorious like it's shutting you know outside noise noise down, and just interesting to hear from a player like whether you know, what stage you know it's inevitable that you're going to talk about it at what stage did yeah. you so um you've also spoke spoke about media speculation with your contract decision um in the middle of last year as, as a young young guy mostly been a, a fringe player for your first couple of years in the NRL um did you how did you handle all the media talking about your next decision and when you actually made that decision to to go to the sharks
1: yeah i think um I think I I found that I, I held it pretty well. Like I I didn't think about it a whole heap until um, maybe after Magic Round, it might have been, and then a couple of games after that when it really started. But I didn't let really try let anyone show that I was thinking about it. Um, you know, I still had a job to do for the Melbourne Storm, and you know I wouldn't be uh, showing them the respect that they deserve if I didn't put performances on still because I was thinking about the contract. Um, So I just made sure every day I woke up the training and game day. That was behind me. Um, But in the background, I was sort of uh, thinking about a lot before I went to sleep and when I woke up, um, you know, because it was the first time it's really happened to me. Like uh, a lot of NRL clubs wanted to sign me at one time. so And I knew I probably had to leave the Melbourne Storm so I could get a starting role somewhere. Um, But, yeah, I know. It was just the the hardest thing was knowing that I was – going to have to leave the storm which i really didn't want to do because they they give me my start they gave me my opportunity and it's just such an amazing club um but you know at the end of the day it had to happen and you know i, I did think about it a, a fair bit i was constantly calling you know my brother my dad um you know not, not so much my mom because she doesn't really know much but um yeah so i was const- constantly calling home to, to get their opinions and on what what should happen and what i could do and um you know but at the end of the day you just got to get on with your job and um, you know, you're playing a team sport for a reason. You've got to put your best foot forward for the team every week, no matter what sort of situation with contracts. contracted. So, just had to do it.
0: But you had a, had a few clubs chasing you. I think you've spoken about um, Craig uh, Fitzgibbon's influence um, a little bit in your decision to go to the Sharks. But what was your sort of main, main thing of going to the Sharks over the other clubs?
1: Yeah, well, Fitzy was, um, you know, a massive influence in that. I, I didn't really think the Sharks would have been an option. Uh, they didn't really express much interest until Fitzy um, wanted to have a conversation with me. And uh, they've obviously got a, a really good young roster. And they've all, Fitzy pretty made me aware that they all come through the grades together, um, playing the Harvard Mass SG Ball 20s. And they all were pretty successful through those grades. And now um, they're all at the 30 to 50 game mark in the NRL. So they've all transitioned and they even won the Newtown competition together. So they've all played a lot of footy together. And, um, you know, and I just thought that good young roster there, playing, exciting footy. Fitzy's been at the Roosters. Um, Cameron Wiggins has just gone there. You know, old teammate going there. Even, and Dale was in discussions as well. And I just thought, you know, this could be a club that's going to build um, even more than what they already have. And Fitzy, the way he spoke to me about culture and, and all the things he wants to, t- to take to the club, you know, be a defensive club, um, you know, just really – all the values and the, the culture that he spoke about was similar to what i really value myself and what i valued at the melbourne storm and uh, you know i just thought if i was going to leave the melbourne storm i want to go to a place and be under a coach that uh, values all those same things as well and, and keep better in my footy. so um you know and the sharks have been a successful club over the past however long you know they won a premiership in 2016 and they've missed out on finals i think once or twice over the past 10 years I, i'm pretty sure i don't quote me on that but so they're a successful club as well and no, I just thought, you know, I want to go there and keep building that club.
0: Mate, I've got to ask just um, just on your time at Storm, real quick. Did you just pinch yourself sometimes at training? Like you had, you know, Cameron Smith there and Billy Slater offering you advice. Like, was it just like, you know, as a kid wanting to play footy your whole life to have these guys around at training all the time? Was it like a bit of a pinching moment?
1: Oh, for sure. Like, even every now and then, um, last year, I was even still pinching myself. Like, you know, I'd rock up the train and, you know, just doing the living the dream. Um, you know, I'd have Billy Slater ringing me up, giving me advice on what to do. And then the year before that, I was in a bubble at Sunny Case with Cameron Smith laying around the pool ten up next to him, like, and just spitting yarns with him. Like, it was just unbelievable, to be honest. And you just, that's what you dream as, a, as a, a young kid, you know, mixing with the best players in the world. And I got to mix with Cameron Smith and train with Billy Slater and he was coaching me um you know and it, yeah it's just something you dream of and you know you watch sit in the lounge as a young fella watching them carve up the origin and then friggin fast forward 10 to 15 years later you're hanging out with them it's just yeah i still pinch myself now sometimes like i rock up the sharks train and live in the dream and it's just like far out and you go like could you picture yourself doing this four years ago probably not i was in a world of it but now i'm living the dream and doing what i love and you know, getting to play footy for a living it's just, it's just unbelievable
0: even like rocking up sharks train, you got um you know Craig given as your coach. You got Paul Gallon, um you know I'm sure he turns up to train every now and then. And Wade Graham who's been around around the traps for a while, so you know plenty of those guys around. Mate yeah. um last year um one of your uh, try celebrations um went off the hook in in July. Um do you guys do you guys plan those because I know Bellamy's been a real notorious has been against sort of um, Skylark and after a try. So you, yeah. did you plan that beforehand?
1: No, nah, not at all. <laughs> oh, I, I planned it myself beforehand. Um, I was actually in the origin three camp when I got pulled into the origin camp um, and we were in Kingscliff and we we're watching, I think me, Latrell and Foxy, uh, a few of the Corey boys were sitting there watching Bam Bam fight and, and he done it. Um, and then I was like to the boys, hey, if I score next week, I want to do that. And then I did it. And I was like, oh, I can't go back on my word now. And, um yeah just because it was the try july thing i think they were doing the donations from Sportsbed and whatnot and um i was like yeah i want to do something different something cool and then once bam bam done that i was like yeah all right i'm just gonna do it um i didn't tell belza before about it but he didn't say anything after i don't think it was a Larry one i think it yeah. was just you know we were in the indigenous jerseys that week too so, so um, it fit in
0: perfect with the indigenous round and everything like that so or not the yeah it wasn't round, the indigenous
1: round but, but yeah we we're yeah. in the indigenous jerseys as well and um yeah, everyone it was the, the try of July. I don't think I would do one at the Storm outside of the celebration that because <laughs> he might pull me aside and have a word to me. But um, yeah, just because it was the celebration and and uh, just the circumstance of it all, that's why I'd done yeah. it.
0: We've seen a few of the yeah uh, Storm boys because I, I was talking to a few guys and were saying like Melbourne Storm don't do this sort of stuff like Belzer yeah. gets it around, know, but um, Jerome Hughes did like a golf celebration. They, they yeah. weren't too bad, like they were you know score a try and just quickly get it out of the way, not. Whole yeah. team celebration, so it was good to see. Yeah, remember, yeah, no, it was good to see. I remember posting up and just went mental on on social media. Everyone, everyone loved it. So maybe pull a few, <laughs> few more out uh, at the Sharks this year.
1: Yeah, hopefully, there's a few of the Indigenous boys who love doing a little try celebration here. So maybe we can think of something cool to do one.
0: Well, they they won they won the um the fan vote for the best tri celebration. Oh, in, Braden, um, hey, yeah, Braden won the, the uh, purple yeah. elbow. So if yeah. you can pull out some wrestling move that that should yeah. uh, in, ensure you win it again. <laughs> Mate, uh, before we move on to this season, tell us one thing you're going to miss about Melbourne—not not just the team, but the uh, the city. What are you going to miss about um, Victoria and Melbourne down there?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a really good, lovely city. Actually, it's um, really surprised me when I first moved down there. I was like, no, I'm not really good with the cold. There's not much beaches. Like, what am I going to do? But I really fell in love with with Melbourne, and Victoria. Like it was always something going on, like, before COVID, like, you know, you got the Australian Open, you got got AFL down there, you've always got people coming over and, and singing and playing concerts and, um, you know, DJs playing at different spots. Like, it was just a really good vibe. Um, you know, the St Kilda Festival is cool to go see. Um, so there's just always something going on. Like, um, you know, I just really, really enjoyed my time. I lived in Richmond, which is only, you know, you can throw a rock and hit Amy Park where we trained. Um, you know, there was a fair bunch of us who lived in Richmond, so we had a little crew that would always go to different cafes and catch up. Um, so, yeah, it was just a really good vibe um, and I, I do know now why people fall in love with Melbourne um, and, yeah, and also obviously the team, you know, just the coaching staff, the team, the organisation is just first world class um, and, and the boys are just, you know, they're, they're just a top bunch of lads, so um, you're just going gonna to miss being around the lads all the time too.
0: Melbourne, like, people that go down there, um, play for the team down there, always talk about, you can sort of walk around the streets and not many people sort of know you or spot you, but now you're up in Cronulla, and it's you know big league town big league city. You find yourself, you know, uh, seeing a bit more of that. The fans sort of spotting you in the street and things.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, that's that's probably the biggest change at the moment. You know, in Melbourne, like you said, you can walk around and do your own thing, and no one knows you. But up you know, up here in Cronulla, um, you know, I'm definitely getting noticed more. So it's new to me, but um, it's it's cool. It's this just comes with the job, doesn't it? So. Um, and they've all been very lovely welcoming me. and, you know, every time they see me in the street, when I first got here, you know, welcome to the Shire, happy to have you here and and whatnot. So it's not like they're going out of the way to bag me yet, (laughs) but, um, yeah. So, you know, you can't, you can't bag something that's, you know, it's not harming you They've been really good. And I love talking to the people and and, um, seeing how they're going and that. So it just comes with the job. You got to do what you do and do your part. And and it's going to be part of the Sharks culture, you know, to to show yourself and, and, and be a positive influence around the community.
0: Um, how has is, how is your preseason season been? It's obviously a little bit more different to the the Storm pre-season. As we know, they're uh, known as being some of the toughest. So, you know, what's what's been the big differences in, in pre-season?
1: Um, no, it's, there's not a whole heap of differences. You know, it's just a lot of clubs do the same things, it's run the same programs, just whoever trains harder and yep. who wants to put the effort in, really. And, you know, Fitz has really brought that to this club and... Um, you know, everyone's training really hard, uh, wanting to put the effort in, doing the extras, um, working hard in the gym and, and on the rest of mats too. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's all very, very similar. It's just whoever wants to do it the best and the Storm do it the best each and every year. And, um, you know, I feel like we're stepping to that direction as well. And, um, you know, over the next few years, I think is going to be making sure that we're going to be doing it at the, to the elite level that we should be. And um, I, feel, I really feel like we're going to get there.
0: Tell, tell us about Fitzy. Um, you spoke about we we call him Johnny Sins here, but um, <laughs>
1: I've seen that actually.
0: How how you find the first few months under him?
1: Yeah, really good. He's um come in and, and implemented uh, a lot of things that I think the club hasn't seen before. Um, you know, I've been speaking to the boys um, pretty often about how they're finding him compared to the last couple of years. And, you know, they're all really happy. Um, everyone's smiling. Everyone's really excited to rock up the train every day and, and put the work in and put the effort in. So, you know, when everyone's coming and, you know, being excited to be there and, and want to train hard, then, you know, that obviously comes down from the head coach and that's showing good signs. So, um, you know, obviously we want to be a defensive club. And if you want to win a competition, you've got to be up there in the top defence. So we're working really hard at that. Uh, starting to build combinations, um, you know, he's bringing in some good culture. And we want to really start caring about each other. You know, you you've got to care about your teammates, so you want to go out there and defend for them. So, um, so we're doing sorts of those things to to get connected. Um, but yeah, he's he's been really good.
0: I spoke with uh, Ronaldo Militalo yesterday, and he said he's starting to bring um, you know a lot of the families in and bring that culture of you know a family club and get to know everyone's um, you know kids and things like that. So. Seems like he's bringing a good vibe, good culture there.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you gotta it's important to um all footy players is family. And, you know, family's number one and you know, you gotta have a happy life outside of footy to have a happy life on the field. Um, you know, so it's really important that you know, all the, the wives and girlfriends and kids and all that are, are connected as well because they need to stay connected so we can stay connected and it just all works in one and falls in place and um, you know, I think if you're, if you're a really family orientated club, you're going to get successful results on the field and that's what we want to be and that's what we want to be about.
0: Big big Dale coming over from the Storm as well. Has he uh, made the move a little bit easier?
1: Yeah, for sure. He he helps a lot. Um, you know, he's had plenty of experience in um, his time in the NRL. You know, won premierships. So I don't think he missed a final series ever since he has been in the Storm. I, I think even a prelim, he's played, I mean, seven prelims in a row, look, four grand finals or whatever it is, so... His experience is, um, you know, bringing a huge amount of um, experience to this club and especially all the young, the young players who are looking up to him and seeing the way he prepares. He's the ultimate professional. Um, he, he, he talks when he needs to and everyone listens and, um, you know, yeah, it's going to be a massive help and he's just going to show the way for, for the young forwards and, and if everyone can follow his, his lead, uh, I reckon we'll be in good stead.
0: Has he offered to mow your lawn? Because I saw him out there doing it for <laughs> a, a cookie the other day.
1: No, he hasn't come off of mine yet. I think him and Cookie have a little bit going on over there. So I kinda stay clear of that. <laughs> Mate,
0: <laughs> um, who's uh who's some of the guys that have been impressing you uh, at training? Who who's is there a guy that sort of made you go, Wow, they're in for a for a big year or a young gun sort of coming through?
1: Um, that's a really good question. I think you know, Britton has actually caught my eye massively. He I think he's a player who has a, a lot of skill. He just need, needs to get the confidence to transfer that into a game. You know, he's been a really good player in the NRL. He runs that really tough line, but I reckon he can add a level of dimension into his footy this year. Um, you know, and some of the skill level he's been showing me at training, I'm going, wow, that's that's unbelievable for a pretty solid fella to be you now chucking in kicks or throwing some nice passes. Um, and he, he's he's a professional as well. He he goes about his business really well and prepares really well. Um, yeah, so I think. I reckon I'm going to tip Britton McCraw to have a really big year this year um, and then you know, the likes of Willie Kennedy um, he's just a freak some of the skill he shows and his footwork um, that just comes naturally natural to him um, so yeah I think those two guys are in for a big year Matty Moylan um, you know I haven't been here the previous years but um, what I've heard to so what he is now he, he's really training really hard and putting that extra work in to get his body right he's had a few over the past few years and I think he he really knows that um, he's got to get his body right to stay on the field um, for the majority of this year for us, or hopefully for all this year. And, um, you know, I reckon he's looking pretty good too.
0: Spoke of um, Will Kennedy, he's, uh, his old man Bubba played out. I'm out in Central West New South Wales and he played yep. out here until he was like 50. Um, in yeah, the right. Seasons. Yeah, he, he was a, uh, a legend in, in bush footy. Um, yeah. You, you were a Wiradjuri boy too, Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, this, yeah. So this is out, out this area, uh, sort of yeah. like Parks, Forbes, Orange, Dubbo, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, man. Areas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mate, we've got to get some inside info. Um, who's who's wearing that number seven jersey?
1: <laughs> I uh, don't know. Honestly,
0: you probably can't tell me too nah, much. But...
1: Nah, I can't give too much away there, but, you know, it's going to be a good fight for all of us to to get the seven or six jersey. Um, you know, there's Moisa, Tricky, myself, Licky um, you know, even Lockie Miller, and he's come over from Sevens, and he's looking for a position somewhere. Um, you know, so it's gonna it's gonna be very interesting to see he gets a nod um, for us in the seven and the six jersey. Um, you know, I think we've got some quality halves there, um, and they all bring different things to to the game and um, to our structure as well. So um, Fitz has got a headache, but I think it's a good headache to have.
0: Yeah, it's good to have some depth there, and uh, it'd be interesting to see come round one who's. Um... Who's, who's going to be wearing the, the seven and the six. So That's right. Mate, you've spoken about your own sort of mental health challenges in, in your career and, and the past past couple of years, bubble life, restrictions, lack of social life. How have you been handling it all? And how do you think the, the sort of the players that you've been around have sort of hand, handled it the last couple of years?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think, um, you know, it's going to be different challenges for different people. You know, a lot of, um people sometimes spent the bubble life without their families and their kids and and a lot of people did spend the time with their families and kids in the bubble because they got brought up um so a lot of people would have different answers but um you know i wasn't too bad i don't really have a family to bring into the bubble because i don't have any kids um i did have a a partner and she was from the sunny coast where we were so she was in there but then we have recently split up but um so I was, I was fortunate that I had a really good core group of friends at the, the Melbourne Storm um, you know, who were in a similar listen to me, um, young single guys who just have each other. Um, but I think the most important thing is when you're in those situations is you're just really checking in with each other, um, you know, having sorts of groups where you'd, you'd meet up and just have a yarn about how each other's going just to make sure that, you know, everyone's on track, everyone's there to still do a job and, and not thinking about, you know, leaving to go home because it's too hard. Um, you just got to just look out for each other and that's the most important thing. Um, you know, but other than that, like, we just have to get on with our job too. Like, if we have to go into a bubble to continue playing footy to to get paid and and produce for the fans, then you just have to do it. Um, you know, obviously, we'd probably rather not. We'd rather stay in our own home, stay in our own town, play in front of our home fans, um, I still be able to go out and do whatever we want to do, that would be the ideal situation. But sometimes you know, you can't, um, but yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen from here on in. Obviously, we got double backs for a reason, but I'm not too sure how that's going to be handled. Um, but yeah, you know, like I said, you just got to just really check in with each other, um, you know, just make sure your brother's doing okay.
0: Um, can you do some community work. Like I spoke with uh Ronaldo yesterday, and he said that, um Sort of hinted that you guys were doing something together. Is is there something in the works there? Or
1: yeah, well, look, I know Ronaldo's a big advocate for um, you know mental health and making sure the boys are okay. Um, so yeah, me and him want to want to link up and and do more together. Um, you know, that's why I've come to the club really to you know to do these sorts of things as well. Um, you know, I, I obviously over the past couple of years we've been in bubble life, so I haven't been able to go out and express um things that i would like to do in the community so um yeah if if i can do more in the community to do with mental health i would absolutely love to and i'm just hoping that you know these restrictions and covid doesn't interrupt this season so i can get out and do more and do more for charities or foundations you know raise more awareness for it because it it does need be more done more things done in this space and um ronnie's a, a Someone I can lean on for the ideas, and we can we can bounce with each other. And I'm sure there'll be some some stuff coming up with with me and Ronnie for sure. And um, you know, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, he's really like he spoke, you know, a lot about it, and he has in the past as well. And if you do do something, let me know because I'd love to um love, jump in and help out and help promote it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've got to, got to ask about um, that fabulous uh, hair of yours. Um, <laughs> Ronnie said that uh, he prefers Toby's over yours. Who's got the better hair, you or Toby? Did he say that? He did. Yeah, he he, yeah, he, right. said he likes he likes to pull yours. Um, you know, flick it in the middle, yeah. but he, he chose Toby over yours. Um, do you have any wow. response to that?
1: Well, wow, that surprises me big time actually. That right. does surprise me because Toby's is always just tied up in a shit bun. So um I don't I don't get what what's so good about Toby's hair. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Ronnie Ronnie's a little pest sometimes, you know, where I'm doing the wrestle sessions or um you know even in the gym he'll come up and pull my hair or say if we're doing tackle tech and he'll put me down and just rip into my hair while he's on top of me and get up and go to marker but um yeah it's a bit of a pest that way but um now my hair's the a stay i think um i've got a bit of a superstition at the moment i'm just going to get someone to keep it um yeah I, I i don't think toby's hair is out of mine because he's in a barn and he never washes it he tells me he's never washed it since he's got it long so i don't i don't understand because it would be stinking on like I just don't get how you could not wash your hair for that long. It's just disgusting.
0: Do you have a brand of shampoo that you um you go to?
1: Uh, head and Shoulders.
0: Head and Shoulders. Nice. Yep. Head and Shoulders. So if Head one. and Shoulders,
1: listening, you want to sponsor me with some shampoo? Feel free.
0: <laughs> Come on board. Let's go, mate. mate we're gonna uh, ask some fan questions. Finish off with uh, a couple of couple of things, mate. Who's yeah? Yep. Who's your team growing up? Cowboys. Oh yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Funny. JT. Like I don't know. Yeah. JT. Like, I remember. 2004, I think cows lost in the preliminary really bulldogs. And then 2005, I just went shopping and seen a cowboy's jersey. Thurston went there, chucked it on. And I just went, I'm a cowboy now because I was a, sort of in between dragons and knights. My brother went for knights, my dad went for dragons. And I was like, I'm going out on my own, following Thurston to the cowboys. And off I went.
0: <laughs> Did you like spend any time up in Queensland or anything? Or you just, just nah, just grew that?
1: up on the coast and I don't know why. I just fell in love with Jonathan Thurston and. Uh, the Cowboys, Matty Bowen, I love yeah. Matty Bowen and JP's combo. And uh, they played at Central Coast a couple of times. So went there, got me a jersey sign, and I was just a little froffer of the cows. I don't know why, I just was.
0: Mate, great year to jump on board, 2005 too. Like, well, not, yeah, you know, grand ended, final. Didn't, didn't end end that well, but... Um, yeah, with you, the ended with me been... crying. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, well, probably not the greatest year, but... Uh, it was, yeah. it was... Mate, do you have a... Um, uh, who's the hardest guy in the league to tackle?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know There's, no one comes to mind because right? I haven't done a whole heap of tackling I've been at fullback the past uh, couple of years but um, I've heard Jason I was pretty tough to tackle so I'm probably going to have to test that out this year being in the front line
0: that, that would have been um, would have been scary if you're at fullback and you see him break the line coming. break through. the line
1: yeah I would have been just jumping at his ankles I think <laughs>
0: <laughs> just dive and try the best <laughs> yeah. Maybe, do you have a favourite game or try memorable game in um, your career so far
1: yeah, yeah, got a, a couple. I think my favorite, um, I've got two oh, far out there's a few favorite games. Uh, debut, you can't really go past debut. Yeah. Um, magic round this year was uh, pretty special, the atmosphere where it was mad, and I think, uh, for one of my best games I've played in the NRL to date. So, uh, that's when I kind of started uh, submitting my mark in the NRL, and then probably indigenous round this year or last year. Um, and that try I scored because one of my um, you know, childhood mates and he passed away the day before that game and um, Brendan threw me a nice ball and I, I scored under the post and I you know, kissed my wrist and sent it up to him and dedicated that to him. So I think that was a really good game too. And, um, yeah, I think those two games stick out for me this year and probably that try.
0: Mate, what's the um, favourite part of being a footy player?
1: Favourite part of being a footy player? Yeah. Um, I don't know, probably just you just living your dream, really. You know, all of us um as five year old kids, uh, all have that same dream and you know, you, you get there because you work hard and you know, you 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 work extremely hard to get to that dream and you you do and then you know, you just really enjoy doing it, you know. You are like you you pinch yourself every day because you're living that five year old kid's dream, you're making him proud of who you have become and um you know, you get to go to work every day with your best mates and and um, strive for that common goal of winning games of football and trying to win a premiership. So um, you know, and then once you win a game of footy, sitting in the shed singing the song and, and enjoying a beer with the boys is, is pretty hard to beat.
0: Mate, we got to uh, finish off with um, we call it like dobbing a teammate. There's a couple of questions where you you got to dob them in. So who's uh, yep. who, who's the biggest pest in the squad?
1: Oh, uh, probably yeah, Ronaldo. Actually, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo like is he's on two different. And of spectrum like he's really annoying and a pest but he's also like down to earth really good guy who wants to help community and you know he won the ken stephan medal last year yeah um and then but then the other end is a pest and annoying bastard you just want him to piss off half the time <laughs> so yeah i'll go him.
0: is he uh would you say he's the funniest as well because um or is there someone else that's got some really good banner in the squad
1: um toby's pretty funny yep yeah, he gives me a little laugh sometimes. Some people don't get his humour sometimes, though. So I'm probably laughing most of the time just at what he says, and some people don't understand. But um, Ronnie's funny. Um, who else is funny? Um, probably. sifa Sifateli is a low key funny bastard.
0: Oh yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: He, he makes he makes me giggle. Like he doesn't like say things out loud to make the whole team laugh, but he says a few things, and I'm sitting there giggling over what he says. Um, but yeah, yeah, probably those
0: three. He seems like a bit of a bit of a quiet guy, but then sometimes those quiet guys just pipe up with with a funny, yeah, exactly. funny little yeah, right. tidbit every now and then. It makes everyone laugh.
1: Yeah. Mate. Oh, actually, actually, no, no. There's one first, Tr- Braden Trindle. Oh yeah. Fuck, he makes he makes me laugh. He does. He I don't know. He's just got this little humor that just cracks me up. And when he's in the gym, he'll put his music on and start dancing and, and doing funny things. Um, Come believe I forgot him. So tricky. I'm really sorry for listening to this. You are he, he does make me laugh big time.
0: Uh, do you have do you have a man crush in in the, in your team or in the NRL?
1: Oh, man crush in the team or NRL? Um, alright, that's a good question too. Um, in my team, in the Sharks team, I'd probably go a little Blake Blake Oh
0: yeah, yep,
1: yeah, yeah. He, he goes alright. Um, and in the NRL, um, man crush in the NRL? I don't know. I don't think I have one. Oh, maybe Cameron Murray actually.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He's a yeah, popular, yeah. popular pick. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he get yeah. he he's I seen it like I met him like in the Origin Three camp and I just watched him and see how he went about his business. Um and he prepares well. And then I really watched him in the origin game, he just carved up and I was like, You're a good sort and you can play good footy. Um just, yeah, he's the package. <laughs>
0: it's, it's not right, is it? It's just you know <laughs> No, nah,
1: it's not
0: it's not me sitting there looking at it, it's not right. Um <laughs> mate, you're stuck in an elevator which one teammate that uh, you'd hate to be stuck with? Oh, that
1: very easy, similar Toby.
0: to a... Oh no, you go. Yep.
1: Probably Toby. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Toby makes me laugh. Actually, oh maybe not Toby. It would be pretty funny because you get bored and he'd just make you laugh. Um, I was
0: going to say, it's very oh, similar to like a pest, isn't it? Like you, you probably would yeah. like Ronaldo, but, um, yep. yeah.
1: Oh, Ronaldo would be cool. Cause me and you could bounce ideas off each other. So how we want to go with some certain things. Um, Royce Hunt, Royce Hunt's pretty annoying too. Sometimes, actually.
0: Sometimes. Who did Ronaldo like, say? Yeah, you know, uh, Ronaldo. Who did he say? Um, I can't remember. Who Who did he say is a pest? Um, did he say Matt Morland or uh, Royce Hunt? Yeah, I think. Royce, yeah. Yeah. Probably He's, Royce. Yeah. He He said he was he was one of the one of the biggest pests in the squad. Like he'd been yeah. done a few times by him in in the past. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs>
0: Mate, um, who is one teammate you wouldn't let date your sister?
1: One team I wouldn't let date my sister. <laughs> um, who's a grub?
0: <laughs> That's the idea, is to find the grub. And then, <laughs> and then there's a follow-up question to who who would you let be, who's the nice guy on the squad?
1: Yeah, right. I, I just um, don't like when
0: I come out and, and go, like, oh, who's the grub of the squad? But yeah. the, the way it is to ask a question like yeah. this.
1: um. I don't think I could let Toby date my sister, to be honest. Um, who would I let date my sister? Dale Fanukan.
0: He was he was Ronaldo's choice too.
1: Yeah, Sounds Dale like, Fanukan for sure. He's just ultimate nice guy.
0: Well, he's out, oh
1: Cam Cam McGinnis as well actually. Dale yep. Fanukan or Cam McGinnis because they're very similar people.
0: Cam, we talked about him yesterday. He's um, seems very quiet. He doesn't have social media. Like as fans, we don't sort of get to know him that well. But he yeah, seems that's like right. a bit of a quieter. Um, but he's on the field. He's just a, you know, monster. Monster. He just, you know, yeah, rips and gets into it. So, yeah, mate, uh, that's going to finish it up. I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for uh, for popping on. Um, and yeah, good luck in uh, the Sharks in twenty twenty two. And uh, hopefully, we we'll get to chat again in the future, maybe in real life this time. And um, yeah, sure. And talk about how how good your season will be this year. So uh, all the best, yeah. mate.
1: Fingers crossed. Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Too easy, mate. Thanks.